0: show episode number 416 my name is John Morgan cold coffee is with me together here in Las Vegas Nevada where I'm happy to report the weather is finally getting reasonable to deal with for a springtime situation you got the you got the door open here at the Cossack cold coffee letting in that fresh air and the I'm knocking on wood as I say this, but uh, I think winter is finally done here in Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, we had some spring showers yesterday. We I, did. I know you've been jet-setting around. I, I thought you, I think you were here to get to experience that. It's funny. Yesterday, I was like, I'm going to go walk. I'm just get outside because it's the day off. I'm like, I'm going to explore a little bit, get some exercise, open up the window. and Of course, it was gray. I was like, are you serious? And then I was like, oh, it's probably not that bad. Let me just walk to get to the mailbox. And by the time I walked to the mailbox, it started like raining. And then I was you. like, oh, well. We're not working out outside. Hey, that's not your fault. Yeah, well, I still got some work inside the garage. You know, oh, the you, still got the you know the, the strong coffee garage. Uh, yeah, I got to d- come up with a better nickname. D- strong that. coffee garage.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I know dedicated athletes like yourself. It's you, you really know, just can't yeah. even go a day without. You just, you're just always in,
1: in a fight camp. You know, My, it's always a fight camp.
0: <laughs> Hilarious. I'm trying not to laugh too much. So I'm starting to feel better. Uh, I, I definitely. Well, let me – no, I'm not starting to feel better. I feel way better. I'm pretty sure last week – I I don't know. Maybe it's just flu or, like, maybe I got COVID again. I don't know. But, like, I was in San Jose, and my body, my muscles, like, everything was just aching. Like, that just – where, like, literally all your joints are in pain, super tired, didn't want to get out of bed. Um, And and so that's gone, fortunately. But even a week later, man, I've still got, like, this – uh, down in my, throat, in my my lungs a little bit, yeah. you know what I mean. Where if I caught, right, where like, if I laugh a little bit too deep, sounds I,
1: like flu, maybe yeah. like bronchitis or something. Something. Oh, well, bronchitis. I didn't even think about
0: that. You, you, didn't
1: it. you say your voice got fucked up?
0: Yeah, yeah, really bad. And I, and it just nonstop cough. Like I said, like, even now if I breathe in too deep or I laugh, I just, there's something down there that just kind of makes me go into a coughing fit. So, I mean, I feel oh. a, a million percent UFC better.
1: found out you were covering Bellator and they done poisoned you or something.
0: <laughs> that's their chemical warfare program chemical they've warfare. been working on behind the scenes. Yeah,
1: them and the Russians been developing it off to the side. Oh,
0: that's funny, man. Well, I appreciate anybody that took the time to listen to last week's episode. I will offer my apologies. Uh, yeah, I felt awful last week and could not stop coughing long enough to actually do a show. I tried. I tried to do a show. Yeah, that Um,
1: last little bit was rough. Oh, dude, you could tell it was like I I think you might have just died, but I knew you didn't because you sent me the file. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's like "Ah, I I may be dying here, but can you can you get this last episode? Well, it's funny because
1: you're like you wanna you wanna do a little you you wanna do something small and like literally after it's funny because I thought it was 18, it was 16 tough members, then there was the power slap, and then it was into the UFC media day. By the end of that, I was like. I don't even want to see myself. I didn't want to right. hear myself. I didn't want to, like, even see anything. I was like, let's just get this day over. So when you're like, well, if you want to add something small, I was like, nah, we'll just like, nah, we'll just put some we'll music keep, on it. We'll just keep it short. Right, we'll so just funny, keep man. it short. You guys had
0: a day, man. That was a crazy it day.
1: Blue. I mean, like, last week, I, I – it was. It felt so long, and here I am earlier today bitching about the extra stuff that they threw on the London media day. I just felt like last week with the, the UFC trying so hard to throw all that power slap, it just made the day even longer. And then to throw the tough media day as well. well I was to
0: Had it just been power slap? but yeah. Then to throw in the tough as well. Like that's a lot. Like tough media day is. A, is and it was a, like an old school.
1: It was an old school media day. So it was literally like pick up your camera, slide over a chair, pick yeah. up your camera, slide over, it. and it was just like so stressed to like going and then like oh this guy's gonna get pulled. Can you run down? grab him real quick right. and then you run down there and then i'm running back i'm like have i interviewed you yet have i interviewed you yet you know and then you're just like uh so by the end of that i was just like i'm over it and i was like it was eight o'clock i think eight o'clock chicken or is it seven o'clock chicken but it was like at the crack of dawn and yeah. i was like so it just made the whole week just feel like so so long
0: did you tell me you got to talk to jason knight did you at least get to he talk was the very 50s? first one nice. started with him nice. started.
1: and it's funny because i was talking to the guys i was like you know You know, so part of it going into it, it's not like I was like, oh, the night before on my day off, I'm going to research, like, whatever. I was like, "Ah, I'm just going to wing it, you know. But the two people um, that I think when I was uh, identifying to the guys, like, you know, obviously there's the veterans and then there's the prospects. The prospects are just going to be like, oh, whatever. I'm not going to. I'm not going to research these guys and just for, like, really? a five-minute interview or whatever. I was like, I just kept it about the experience, about sure. the coaching, you know, whatever. Because ultimately, in my head, I was like, it's going to be a compilation video. Just smash whatever together. But as for the veterans, I was like, okay, there's a, there's a possibility of getting some stories there. But out of the guys there, there were two personalities that – immediately that I was like, okay, these are probably the ones that are going to be worth something. And they were the ones that did, and that was Jason Knight and it was Brad Katona. Cause Brad, yeah, Brad. Brad absolutely. won the show, yep. and here he is again. And so the idea of why you wanted to do this again struck me as – Yeah, because you, you could know, almost be bitter, right? Like yeah. I went through this whole thing, and it wasn't like I came yeah. up short. Like but I, I think got he was, it. I think he was one of the ones that Connor brought here with him. Right. You know, and I, I identified mm. sort of the other ones. But what's interesting is he's not on he's not on Connor's team. That's right. You know, he's on with the veterans team. Right, because Michael Chandler's – Because Chandler's got all the veterans. Right. You know, and then – That is interesting. I don't even know if they meant it to be like that because when the guy was telling me about, you know – Because early I was like, oh, you know, the veterans were saying about you prospects or whatever. And he was like, oh, so Chandler's team was here. I was like, oh, wait, so you mean – so you're telling me that Chandler's team is the veterans. Accidental spoiler. And you guys are the prospects. And he's like, I don't know if it was meant to be that way or whatever, if that's just how they picked it. Because they did pick the guys. I assume. I haven't seen the show. No. Well, really? I mean, don't they always? There's always no do a pick? way
0: they actually did like a full draft and just happened to end up with like. Well, that's,
1: well, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, like, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. Until, would be we, until, we, if it until was. we
0: actually see it. That would be crazy if they just actually did a, There's no way that happened. But it'd be, yeah. The odds of that happening. I mean, think about just the sheer
1: odds. Well, I wonder if they just told him, like, hey guys, just act like you're considering it, but then just pick the veteran or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but who knows? Until we actually see the episode, maybe they already knew what was going to be the deal. But for the. For the fighter to think like, oh, and maybe this is just because whatever. Because one, if he was smart enough, he wouldn't release that info to me in the first place. But if he if he thought that there was a that they were actually picking guys, right? As they thought, you know, then you would think that, uh, you know, there is the possibility. But why bring a guy knowing that he's not going to be on your team?
0: Yeah, that is weird.
1: You know, but I mean,
0: unless you just try, I mean, he's yeah, trying, to help, I mean, it's, he you're trying to help him, him, him out. Opportunity, you're trying to help him out. And but then I'm also going to coach somebody to try and beat you. Right. That is a little bit weird. You know, and and like, do, how much do you share? Like, if you're going up in that matchup, like, bro, his, uh, his right cross, he right. always drops at everything. You know what I mean? Like,
1: well, I mean, from what I've been hearing that, uh, the delays and like a lot of the taping that they had, like a lot of people were saying, cause Connor would either, he was either like very high or stoned or that's the same thing, drunk or like stoned that they delayed a lot of shooting and stuff. So wow. there are times where the team showed up to actually practice, and he never showed up, so they sent the team home. Like, it happened a bunch of times, I guess. Or maybe not a bunch, but it happened on multiple times. Whoa. So, you know, what was interesting – now this is becoming like a tough 31 That's media day. That's not good. That's not good. Um, uh, they were talking – a lot of the fighters kept saying, I was like, you know, what, what was the experience like? What was, you know, one of the things you took away? And they are like, man, this whole, like, hurry up and wait thing. And it, I laughed because I was like, dude, we say that in production all the time right. or in covering events. You hurry up, get in line, you get in there, and then you, you're waiting, you yep. know. But I was like, that's interesting that you guys are saying that, you know. Because
0: you're supposed to be the talent. Because you're
1: the talent that they're waiting for. Yeah, they're waiting you know? for you. So, so I, that was probably
0: just more of a think, lean towards that they were waiting.
1: I think part of it was more so because they their waiting for wow. Connor, You know, um, because – they wouldn't there, there's no reason when they when they bring the guys granted a lot of the guys um they have nothing else to do but sit in the house so probably their whole day feels like hurry up and wait for the next time they're actually interacting with somebody outside right. of the house so maybe that's part of that too but to hear that they were having issues when it came to filming or practice because they the coach didn't show up and they needed him to film stuff and that's why they're like, well, we really need Connor to film this, you know. So they're like, well, guys, they probably did some sort of workout and then just sent him on the way home. I don't think they would punish him to the point of where it's like, let's not get a day of workout in because your coach didn't show up. Yeah, I would think that they would still do something, but I would think that the day would be either shorter or whatever, or they might say, hey, we're gonna have to try to. That's gotta be go concerning,
0: back. right? I mean, I know, I know that we don't have a date for the fight yet, so I mean, technically, like, there's no need for Connor to be like in yeah. fight. Yeah. We don't even know if dedication. he's entered the
1: pool at this point. It's true. I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard You anything know, either. I mean, it's not like anybody's going to admit it either. You know, whenever we've tried to ask, um Nowitzki or any of the guys as commander in the pool, they're like, "Well, we choose to not say." You know, that's the fighters. Blah 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 they blah blah. They
0: don't say anything. Usada doesn't. Say Usada anything. doesn't say anything. I think Usada should. We, we talked about this before, but I think Usada should at least be able to say, like, "This is the current list right now." I mean,
1: or at least like, what do we need to do? Does it need a Freedom of Information Act? You know, like, what do we need to do? Do we need to make a, a formal request, and then you know, you being a certain whatever. I don't know if they have the same, um, you know, guidelines that That's if somebody puts a a request and if they have to actually honor that request, you know, like a government agency might.
0: Just not because I think they're a private company. I think right? they're a
1: private company. I think they could just tell you, hey, thanks for your interest. You know, it have it a it good no, day. We're not allowed. We're like, eh, thank you very much. Um, but so, uh, but yeah, it was interesting, you know, going back to Katona just to hear his reasoning, and want to do it. So I could see where even if if Connor if the, if he was one of the ones that Connor brought over. It was about just getting that opportunity, you know, because when he said at the end what he wanted to get out of, he just wanted to prove again – um, that he was worthy of being in there you know i, I he's so funny I, I forgot how much i liked his ask, he's accent because he just got like an interesting accent yeah. in the way that he just delivers his phrasing but you know at the end he, he said he wanted to be the uh the ultimate ultimate fighter and be the first two-time ultimate fighter champ that's awesome. he's like i don't know if that's an actual phrase or whatever i was like you can make it I'm, Hey, it's like I, back know, in the
0: what? day we had like the ultimate ultimate like very early on like yeah. you know
1: but it was interesting but yeah out of the out of that whole meaty day uh of course jason knight and of course uh, Uh, Katona, but Knight said as well, you know, for all the vets, the running theme was about getting eyeballs again, but also just trying to make that avenue back into the UFC. You know, they had either tried at some point and didn't get it, didn't get the invites, Mm -hmm. um, went and fought elsewhere thought that they would get the invites and then didn't, and then, you know, then they started getting the notice of, you know, because I remember Knight, I think, was one of the ones where he was like, hey, he'd reached out about certain fights and got to no, know, and then all of a sudden the idea for this came up, and they were like, okay, yes. That's awesome. You know, so his, in his mind, you know, he wants to get Hopefully get his way back in. But if not, if there's another outlet, say, back BKFC again or somebody else that's willing to pay money, his end goal, he wants to buy some land and some property, develop it around his house. And he says it doesn't matter how he gets it or who gives him the money. That's why he's doing this. You know, ultimately – I think he understands, you know, yes, say if he got back in the UFC, he's not going to be a champ. Right. But if he's able to make that living and get that last those last fights, get him what he, his end goal is, that in his mind it's all worth it. Because I think everybody looking at all the vets, they're all – everybody, even my question going to him is like, why are you doing this again? Right. You know, you guys are veterans. You've been there. Why, do you, why are you jumping back into what was normally like the beginner's line to get into the UFC? Like what's the mindset? But for all these guys, it was – they had either been trying to get back in front of Mick and Sean and getting the door to open for him, and they weren't getting it. So this was their way of saying, dude... Just give me a shot to show that I'm still at the UFC level. I like it. I, yeah. like it. I understand it. I like you know? it. I, I, and, and I like the concept. It
0: you know, we've all talked about over the years like the comeback seasons um, yeah. were always the ones I think that are that, that, that were the coolest because you see these people yeah. that you know, you identify with them, and and it is that story of kind of redemption or whatever of like yeah. you know righting a wrong or you know getting. And here's another back.
1: ask, you know, because we always think like the US, uh, the Ultimate Fighter, like what's the spin?
0: Right. What's the thing? Right. So
1: if this is vet's prospect, it's funny because I was looking at Katona, I was like, what season was that? And they called that the Ultimate Fighter. Was it? 27 undefeated. now I was right. trying to think in my head, was that all undefeated people that went into it? It was just all these yeah. little weird little the quirks. Weights, so this, yeah, the Flyweights yeah. versus this, uh, ATT versus, yeah, you know, Black Zillions. Black Zillions, you know. So, and this one, I guess, is Vets versus Prospects, you know, so.
0: i watch it. So, I mean, i watch all of them anyway, like, just in the background. I mean, I'm not, yeah. like, writing, like, story recaps or anything on them, but this one does intrigue me because it's one of those known commodities. Yeah. Not that I'm not – I mean, I, I, I do, you know, commentating for Prospects, and I love watching Prospects develop, but, you know, I mean, it just it, – it, Ties me in even more when it's people that like I've covered their career and you, and you're right. seeing them try to get back in there
1: and and it's it's funny because when I talk they talk about the house you know like the vets are all are more quiet they take care of their their shit they clean up after themselves they wash the dishes the prospects are the the louder they think yeah, they have yeah. more fun they think they're they're doing it right you know they're maybe not as good cleaners or something that's funny. so it should be the the dichotomy between the how the vets carry themselves in the house as that. opposed the vets, like, to bro, the know, I'm that not mean? your father. Yeah, I, you know, go in there. You know, clean, C- clean your shit. Clean up after you're cooking. Clean your dude, shit. Like, yeah. You know, so that's funny. It should be interesting. But uh, I heard there was some crazy shit that uh, that happened inside the house and stuff. Like I heard, I didn't hear the details, but I thought I heard somebody in our Slack channel saying today that Bader, I guess, got in a fight with somebody. Damn at some point or something, I'm like, okay, All interesting, because right. we did hear – I remember Kaplan came out and heard about somebody getting a fight or one of the altercations that Dana was referencing about. Somebody got knocked out, I think, in the fight, and then the coaches went in, and then some pushing happened, and right. somebody got slapped or something. I don't know if that's the, the Bader thing or if the Bader thing is completely something separate. Interesting, But, um, yeah, supposedly that's one of the rumors that Bader got in a fight with somebody or, or – at. Got in some sort of altercation, all and right. it might be all as right. the thing. So oh, yeah, man. I mean, just listening to the like, you know, well, one anything with Knight, I just I would love to see him going cr- batshit crazy. But I don't think anybody, um, from what I've gathered, ha- has went crazy like the whole Julian uh, Lane, Julian Lane yeah. back in the day. Like nobody's like Let's bang, bro, you know, <laughs> all that crazy <laughs> shit. Bang, but it's uh, it should be interesting. But yeah, I mean. It's, it's it's interesting. I like the I like the veteran and prospect. But that isn't what I would think the direction was when they chose these coaches. Right. You know, it, I definitely see how the veterans. Everybody that I talk to has been really praising, and we've been hearing off to the side. Dana's even said like. The way that Chandler's been embracing this, you know. Oh, you knew he, he was he's come trying in. to say, like, both the coaches, but he didn't fucking, he didn't say both, you know, he didn't say, he didn't want to just be like, yeah, Chandler's really done this. And he's like, Connor's always high. <laughs> he <laughs> doesn't show up. <laughs> uh, but, uh, it should be interesting. But yeah, I'm looking forward to see it. But that's how we wonder we, we wondered about this going into it. How the coaching styles what it was gonna be? Was Connor even gonna show up and do these sort of things? I mean, he's been balancing so much stuff. I mean we get it. I mean I'm I'm happy for him. Dude at the same time as this is going on, he's trying to balance around and shoot with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal at the at the at the right. UFC, you know, down in the T-Mobile, and he's balancing all this other little stuff he's got going on while running this billion-dollar company that sells whiskey, you know. So uh, he's got a lot on his mind. But it's like, dude, if you sign up to do something like this, I mean, at least make sure that uh, the guys are are getting what they need. And he has right he has coaches with him. So hopefully those coaches um, are doing it, but you know it's going to be pri- interesting
0: to see how that's portrayed on TV, right? Because there's no right. question that Connor is the biggest star in the history of right. the sport. They're not going
1: to shit on him in the. They're end not going to shit on him. You know yeah. what I
0: mean? Or, or at least 100%. I would think they would. I mean, no. maybe at the end of the day, maybe reality is just reality. And if the fighters, you know, if the fighters are griping and saying, "Man, this guy's yeah. you know shortchanging us," or "This guy's making it tough on us." Um, you know, maybe they have no choice, but I, I gotta think, I mean, there's a reason they brought Connor in to be a coach, because yep. he brings attention to it. Yep. I wonder if they'll if they'll give it the kid glove treatment and kinda you know, well, just especially not too, with, it.
1: especially with the prospects though. I mean, they're one, I'm sure that they're happy to work at and everybody said that they enjoyed the coaching that they're getting because I asked them, I was like, You you've been training your whole life yeah. or all these past years with a whole different team and now you're getting thrust in with High guys that level, are considered your peers. All you know? day, every day yeah, so, at
0: the PI. Right? Like I mean, there's a lot of people when they get to the before they're like, oh, this is what training full-time is like because most right. of them will have a Living job and you know yeah yep. they don't get to live and breathe it all day
1: it's crazy so i'm, I'm thinking that even with the coaches that they had they're going to be happy but also a prospect doesn't know any better right the vets will be like dude fucking the head coach isn't showing up but yeah we're getting good work in with you know coach a coach b but yeah i mean the main guy that's supposed to be there coordinating is not showing up but for a prospect They're just I'm fucking happy To be here And some of them Are like Well that guy Brought me here So I'm not Going to bitch About that either But um, I'm Actually about this season Because of the coaching And like you said How it's going to be Portrayed out I haven't watched The Ultimate Fighter And it's been some years I'm You're actually in. interested in. Into this one so, I dig it I so, dig it Yeah it should, it should be interesting And because there's Supposed to be some Shenanigans that have uh, Happened between the coaches And I think that's What everybody wants flavor. to see You like that flavor That's what you want to see Of I mean, course Because even even if it was, like, Tony and Connor, you know there would have been words, but I doubt that anything physical would happen. Whereas I feel like Chandler and the people he's going to bring, they're not going to be about it. They're going to be like, bro, like, we'll throw. You know, so it should be interesting.
0: I dig it, man. I dig it. All right, well, listen, uh, today being episode number 416, I did the math on that. I don't know if you realize this. That is 8 times 52. So we have completed 8 full years of episodes. now? There's a little caveat. Yeah, I did my research as well. There's been two leap years along the way, so I guess technically there's been well, no leap years would only add one day, so I wouldn't add a week. So yeah, 400 yeah, 400 and four, 416 episodes. This is the completion of eight full years. Wow, not crazy.
1: But when was it? When we did the the Miami? It was was that wasn't that in the middle? Wasn't eight, that like April, the April April
0: of 2015. April of 2015. How crazy <laughs> is that, crazy. man? Holy Eight shit. full years that we've done this show. Wowzers! Pretty wild. Pretty wild. And and and
1: now I want to drink.
0: <laughs> I gotta go to my kid's soccer practice. A little bit.
1: I <laughs> saw you drinking at the uh, the slap. <laughs> I was like, maybe that didn't help. I was like, you should add whiskey or something. I
0: oh, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, beer doesn't
1: help. Doesn't like whenever I have a sore throat, beer doesn't do anything for me. Unless I'm just at the point where I just need a buzz, where I don't want to feel my. I
0: head. was actually, I was actually uh, doing some uh, some Happy Dad seltzers. Oh my
1: god, they You're weren't on bad. The happy Dad, train. they weren't bad. They weren't bad. No, everybody. It's just funny because everybody was like, oh, Happy Dad, this Happy Dad, that, and you know the the. The full send and the Nelk boys—that's like their whole brand, right? Yeah. It's like the happy dad shit or whatever. So maybe I haven't tried it. I think there was just my initial gut reaction was like, oh fuck, <laughs> I'm not going it? to. I'm not going to try. It It was there. I but tried it. I guess on the same note, uh, I wanted to hate on Prime, right? The one that I've had, or I've had two flavors. I thought were delicious. It's good, right. I thought they were good. It's so really I was like, good. I was like, fuck. I wanted to not Dang like it. it, but I was like, I read the ingredients. Good ingredients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have like it's not full of like sugars like and other like stuff. stuff and the uh, coconut water. And then the one I had, I was like, I can't hate on it because it was like really sweet. And I was like, oh, it's got to be full of sugar, and it wasn't. And I was like, dude, this like Gatorade, which doesn't taste as sweet, has That's like a bazillion sugar. fucking yeah. sugar grams of sugar And I was like, Gatorade's it's terrible for it's you. Healthy proms, healthy. Ooh, <sighs> happy dads, happy Boy. dads, low on sugars as well. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. Is that actually alcohol? Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, a okay. seltzer. It's like like a white claw,
0: yeah, it's like a white claw probably. I oh, guess okay. I never had a white claw, but yeah, that's probably I, what it's like. I, I, Sounds I, way less. Have me some white claws. I'm, I'm a little more embarrassed to say I was drinking it now that you say I, it's like Dad, White I, claw.
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> at least white claw sounds sort of it was, more well, I tell you what, the, animalistic. That, that
0: crowd at Power claw. Slap was interesting, man. There were some hammered ass people in there.
1: Well, you know, and, and that was the first one i that was the first one I actually watched on TV. Right. And the feeling watched on T V is completely night and day than being there in the room and yep. let alone having alcohol. I wasn't having alcohol watching it, maybe that would've helped, but just watching on T V the pacing, um, and the lack of just sort of the the room feel, the anticipation. But even that's just when you go watch a UFC fight. Watching a UFC fight in the arena and watching on TV. Totally different. Totally different. You don't get caught up in the whole sort of like group mentality, that feel, where just like the emotion's just floating in the air. And I swear everybody must be like releasing like pheromones of like, oh, fight, fight, you know. Um, I It didn't feel the same. I, it's not that I didn't appreciate watching it. It just felt completely 100 percent different mm-hmm. so for those that are like man i can't believe people watch this on tv I, I go back to that statement of being able to see it in the room as to watching it on the tv two totally different things 100%. not to say that you know i still think it's great or whatever but uh it's very very different it is very very different yeah, it's a different experience boy what about that dude that kept doing the fouls and eventually got kicked off because he kept like uh DQ'd. flinching yeah because he was D- flinching DQ'd back. like a million times yeah. like and i was like why is he still up there? Why is he still up there? And I think they eventually said it was because of three times where he did something. I swear yeah. I saw like six fouls. Yeah, he had like and I was five like, fouls. And was they like, finally DQ'd him. The they F gave him, him like warnings,
0: but it was three point deductions, and then so it was a DQ. Yeah, that dude is not. That dude is
1: not. Gonna why back. are you there? It, like not why? I be back. And didn't he have to make it through people to even get to yeah. that point? Like I yeah. don't. I don't understand. You That's know bad. why you go that far start out pretty to, rough to you flinch. could even
0: see it was funny if you watched it during that but you could even see like Forrest Griffin like disgust on his face he <laughs> was just like Come on, man! <laughs> like it was, I, kind of, I happened to look over and see that there'd be another foul on Forrest, would just be like, give you that like Frank Mir face, you know? Like ah, oh, what's he doing,
1: man? Like, I can't believe Forrest, man! Forrest is just willing to do anything. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like his list of jobs for the UFC, and now he's official body snatcher or whatever they want to call him for body the people snatcher. that catch catch the people as they're falling to save their head trauma. Oh, dude! So all right, listen, and he takes it just as serious because oh, he, he watches his face. Oh yeah, he gets you in. He watches face. I'm like, oh my. God. God, look at him. He's, like, in so intense. But even the other guys, I give him. it's funny because we joke because we see the same dudes working security at the venue, yep. you know, week in, week out, and it's like – but to see how their progression as well. You they're, know, getting, they're getting good at it. They're getting really good because, at it. And, 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 and they take it very seriously because th- it's the same thing before. They were just like, what are we doing here? Yeah, and, and it's then a now serious thing, it's
0: like, but they're doing a good job. Because if, if you notice, you've seen this before with like Muay Thai refs over in Thailand. They, they, they'll they do, dive I mean, down. They'll dive down yeah. to make sure that that head doesn't hit the canvas, yeah. giving you that secondary impact, you know. It's pretty That's cool. What they're starting to do <laughs> man. They're it's starting it's to do cool. like those tie refs. And it's
1: funny because it's the same guys we see that we're, that were working the door yeah. or doing whatever. And I'm just like, bro, you fuck, good job, man. You're like, you're you're killing it. But yeah, so. That
0: <laughs> oh, was crazy. All right, listen. In addition to eight years completed, so we got that Uh-oh. accomplishment. Uh oh. Today's my birthday. Holy shit. I'm here on my birthday. What did you say? That? And uh, wow, well, you know, I, I, because I celebrated yesterday with my family. Well, now- no, I gotta go to soccer. I got <laughs> and I got an early. I've got a I've got a six a.m. flight tomorrow. To uh, I'm heading out to Canada you for like Fight League Atlantic again. Do I like vodka?
1: I have that bottle of vodka that I haven't fucking touched for oh, like over a year. I love vodka. Now, happy birthday! I'm gonna give you that before happy you day, leave, because I'm, I'm never gonna drink I'm it. Gonna be, all right,
0: let's just start drinking. No, I I got to <laughs> pack. I haven't even packed yet. I, I leave early in the morning. Uh, but yeah, so it's my birthday day. But the other thing, I don't know if you saw my social media posts. Uh, I, you know, I've, I posted that picture of me and, and uh, Vitor Belfort before. Yeah, of course.
1: before he before he called for your head. Before,
0: yes, yeah, so we've had we've had an up and down relationship over the years. We met when I was nineteen. <laughs> Fast forward twenty. He years. tried to kill me when I was thirty, and now we're friends again at forty-five. <laughs> it's been a journey. It's been a journey. Oh, uh, but it's,
1: it's, it's been normal. You know, it's normal.
0: <laughs> but now, so I posted that picture, but I also posted a clip of of me and it's it's my first UFC event uh and it was UFC 16 but it was March 13th 1998 and so it just dawned on me like a, a week or two before I kind of realized that cold coffee 25 years bro 1998 March 13th is that picture with me and Vitor was oh, taken wow. 25 years ago getting old dog I'm getting old <laughs> I'm getting old, but man. that's
1: interesting though. I mean, but, but think about it. I mean, like you've made from that that guy looking all young and like here's this guy next me. To making a career out of it, and then 25 years later, still going strong. Pretty crazy, man. I know. I mean, Mixed well, you, you, stopped, a part you did of stop life. covering the UFC recently. You I, I, know? Sir, <laughs> sir,
0: sir. There are other things I have to do from time to time. Uh, I did make it to the UFC
1: event on Saturday. It's did you? I did. If I didn't see you, I don't know if I saw you. No, I was just You did. I, I didn't make it to the back. What's funny, because uh, yeah, at the post, uh, I remember, I think it was Amy or someone was like, Morgan's come back, right? I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. He's going to slap. I was, I like, I was like, I was gone. Like, uh, Because you had the stick, they had your spot right behind me, and I saw the sticker, and I was like, he ain't coming back.
0: By the way, I I had said last week, uh, I just want to shout out to Marab Devalishvili. I tried to do a full show, and I was so sick that I couldn't do it. But I said, if you you did listen to it, I said, I really like him as an underdog in this situation. And – Boy, I I didn't expect that type of performance. So I thought he would win. I thought he'd get rocked a couple of times along the way. I thought he'd have to battle out of some bad spots. But I just thought that nonstop cardio, that nonstop wrestling, would win him the fight. And boy, did it! I mean, that what an impressive
1: performance! It looked fantastic. And you know, and I was kind of on the fence going into it, but I was like, man, Jan, he's a beast, man. I think, I think he's just he's been waiting to come back and 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 put on the performance that I know that we've seen him do before. And I was like, maybe this is just too big for for from Rob and. I couldn't have been further uh, the wrong direction than I was. I mean, Marab just absolutely manhandled him. He controlled every aspect of that fight. It was just crazy. And, uh, dude, it was bonkers. It was bonkers, man. And, um, you know, but it's funny on, on fights like that, knowing that they had that little crazy Ukraine uh, or Georgia, yeah. Russia shit going right. into it, you know. So I was like, I wonder how it's going to end at the very end. I want to know how it's going to happen. You know, we're going to see a handshake. Is this going to continue on? So I like the fact that they kind of went up and tried to address each other a little bit after that, you know, even though I don't think Marop got the, the answer that he wanted. Right. But uh, also, too, you just manhandled him, beat on him. You know, I'm, his head probably wasn't right there. You know, that's probably a conversation better for like a week later. Right. You know, when, when uh you know, adrenaline and everything has stopped and, and the swellings went down maybe uh but man it was a what an impressive performance man I think if people didn't realize how good he just beat the guy that had the belt and the guy that that gave Algebin outside of maybe that last fight really really good run for his money and uh I mean he's clearly said he doesn't want to fight Aljo Aljo says he doesn't want to fight him but man um uh, Friendship I mean it's a brotherhood. It's a brotherhood. It's a brotherhood, but I, man, I if, mean if Aljo doesn't move, his career his you're gonna stop your career and your dreams. That do, changes do things. Do you go a different I mean, can Marab go to a different division?
0: That changes things. I mean, so far at this point, Algernon has said, like, look, I'm more than happy to move up after I face the Hudo. And as long as that happens, then we're all good. But if he loses. But if he loses or and decides he wants to stick around because and you're right, and and I, I think a lot I think maybe too much was made of Dana's statement about because right now, it's it just happened. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? It's not like Marab and, and, and Aljamain that you know, the, the UFC's trying to schedule them and they're saying no. You know, so I think a lot was made of that statement. But what Dana is saying is true. If they're going to try to stay in the same division and coexist yeah. and you're the number one contender, like, why are we going to match yeah. you up with other people? There's, like,
1: maybe only one other fight. Right. I mean, like, if he wins again, you can't keep going back down below on the bottom of you the can. thing. Like, especially for – I don't know what he's making, but – you gotta get, you gotta go up. Well, you just don't want him to eliminate potential. And who do you give the champ? And who do you give Valdo? Well, if you're not going, if you're not going to give him him, you're yeah. going to give somebody lower than him. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. But so
0: as long as they stick true to that, and Aljamain does move a weight class, I don't think it's going to be an issue. But if they do stay in the same weight class, it. It is going to be a challenge. I think if he loses, I don't think they'll ever fight each other. I, I, I and truly, I believe, honestly, and I agree with that. They will not fight each other because they even have, you know, I've heard Ray Longo talking about it before, where he's like, if they did, I wouldn't be a part of it. Like, there's no way, like, yeah. I would, you know what I mean? So,
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Aljo, if he did does lose, that he doesn't change division. Still, right. out of, out of respect for giving his buddy a shot. Yep. You know, I I could see where he's like, okay, well. I'm gonna leave the division while Marab tries to take his shot to get the belt, you know, because it's easy enough. I mean, Aljo's a huge dude. Oh, I mean, he's huge massive. at that. He's huge at that at, at that weight.
0: That picture of I him would, and Connor, and oh, we know how right, big Connor is right, right now,
1: right? Crazy, dude. Uh, I I can see out of respect that if he loses, I think regardless after this next fight, I think Aljo moves. Mm-hmm. Just out of respect, whether he loses or Win wins. or Lose, I agree. I think because, so. And as long as that happens. Because if you no lose, issue. they always want to do like a number one contender. You yep. know, if they don't run the fight back, you you got to be a challenge. You know, and I can see where Henry's like, well, make the make the two number one guys fight, and that would be Aljo and Mirab.
0: Well, and I am interested, too because I think even if Saudo wins, like he probably wants to move up too, right? Because Saudo <laughs> has talked about facing Volkanovski and trying to be a three division champion. And, of course he does. So I mean.
1: And the UFC would give him that opportunity. Yeah. If he comes back out of nowhere and beats Aljo, who's looked absolutely incredible (laughs) lately, uh, how do you stop him? I mean, how do you stop the the hype train? Because everybody's going to want to see it. But they love these guys being able to come in and go up to other divisions and take the belts and do all this other stuff. I mean, like, how could you stop – they couldn't stop Volkanovski trying to go up and do his thing. you know, While though- Arnold
0: Allen sitting at 45, just going, what are you <sighs> talking about, dude? When do I get my chance up there? But you're right. It would be a big money fight. It would be history on the line. And yep. it's just, it'd just be a shame because it'd be like, okay, Sohudo's going to win the belt and then drop the belt immediately. But I guess if Aljamain's going to move up, he's going to drop the belt either way. So, yeah, probably the 35 belt's yeah. going to be vacant after this next title I shot. just
1: don't see Henry sticking around. I, I get nothing. I, when I see him nah. say anything, I, have, I get no – feelings that he wants to be doing this for back a long for like, time. Too to fight. He just That's wants it. to
0: win 35 win 45 and call it a day. And done. Yeah.
1: You know, and it's like, oh, you don't want to just ruin the division, but obviously it's a money-making machine. I mean, like the UFC is not out there trying to say that they are we're trying to make sure that the best most qualified people are in the fights that are taking place. They're trying to make the most money and they they'll first they say they're they're an entertainment company. They want to put on the biggest fights that they can promote. And a fight with Henry and whoever is going to be bigger than Arnold Allen versus so probably, whoever. So probably
0: what's going to happen is if I'm if we're if we're checking out the crystal ball here is that uh, the that fight's going to happen in May and then a decision will be made, win or lose. I, I I bet either Aljamain or Cejudo either way is dropping the belt afterwards and going up to 45 and then you do Marab and Sean O'Malley. Well, for they the would have.
1: I would think if Henry wins it, they would make him either drop it. Or he's going to, he'll try to hold on. He'll hold say, on he'll, he'll, he'll say, he'll, uh, yeah, he'll hit. want to hold on to it because he
0: wants the champ champ. Yep. You're right about that.
1: Unless they force his hand and say, well, if he, we'll give you that fight, but you have to vacate it because then we'll put it as an interim underneath you. And <laughs> or, then you just do like Mar-
0: Marab and, and Sean O'Malley for an interim 35 title or something like that. Yeah, yep. that makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. Those are all big fights, though, man. That's what, I mean, they're, they're
1: great. Fights. They're, it's, it'd be great. I mean, <laughs> I'd watch it. You know, it's just, it's just crazy, you know, that, uh, that kind of stuff. But, yeah, But going back to the fact of of, I agree with you. I don't think Marab and Aljo are in any ways, you know, unless something happened between them two. I don't see them ever fighting. Uh But I would think the the honorable thing to do regardless for Aljo after this is to move. You have to. You got to give your boy a shot.
0: You said all along you would. You said all along you would.
1: And if you lose, I mean – Rob's fighting as good as he's ever done. I mean, like, why would you hold your buddy back knowing that that's going to be the shot that the UFC wants to do, you know? And it just makes sense. I mean, and there's nothing that says you go up, you have to stay there forever. Just give your boy a shot. Mm -hmm. Give your boy, let him shoot his load. And then, you know, come back. I agree. Clean up the mess. At least
0: go (laughs) – clean up the mess. That's terrible. That's terrible. All right, we'll talk about big fights. Uh, This is the weekend for UFC 286 over in London. Like I said, I'm heading out to Moncton, Canada tomorrow for Fight League Atlantic. But it's going to work out nice because with this being a European show, I'm going to be able to watch that pay-per-view in the afternoon, then go do my commentary at night, and then I'll come back and and, uh, handle the and-a-half episode for all the fine folks over at patreon.com slash – the MMA road show, so it'll be a few hours after the event, so I can get my commentary done. But we will certainly be doing it. Got to save um, your voice for it. What's that man? I'm, I'm not quite 100 percent yet, but I'm 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 better. So I'll just, as long as I as long as I don't cough too much over the next couple of days, I'll stay quiet the next couple of days after we do that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. that's not gonna happen. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, who am I? Who am I joking? Uh, but I like the I like the audio show. But this is this is a big. I'm so pumped up for this fight, man, because. You know, of course the you know, this is the third fight, the first fight, we know how that went. The second fight was an absolute incredible classic. Um, you know, you had the ebbs and flows, you had uh, Leon winning that first round where you're like, Uh oh, we got ourselves a fight, and then Usman yeah. takes over in two, three and four, he's taken over in five, and then of course, you know, we know by now the high kick, I mean it's 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 I mean, it's a UFC legendary moment at this point. I mean, it really is, to, to get a shot like that to for a come from behind in a title fight. And now, The psyche is just going to be so interesting to see, right? Like already on fight week and and just watching things and seeing how, I mean, I feel like it really does change things because number one, you've got Leon Edwards, who's, who's getting to fight in the UK, which that's going to be massive. I mean, that's a huge opportunity for him. Um, But you know, he always had confidence in himself, but now he has that added level of confidence where it's like, man, I did this. You know, like I was able to do this. Uh, it was not a lucky strike, as some people have tried to say over the years. I mean, we certainly over the years, it hasn't even been years, but since that fight, there's, I mean, people say lucky shots sometimes, but when it's something that you coached and you trained and you practiced and you drilled and you identified, and, uh, it's not. Uh, but that's going to be bolstering his confidence. Meanwhile, Usman certainly is somebody that doesn't lack in self-belief by any stretch of the imagination. But is there going to be that little bit of self-doubt? Is there going to be that little bit of ah? Oh, he caught me that one time, so now I'm a little bit hesitant. I'm a little, I'm a little bit as I'm in the stand-up department. I'm not quite as smooth. I'm not quite as fluid. And you know, you can say, okay, well, uh, you know, we know what happened. So we've we've worked in the last couple months to really train this. But when it's deep-seated patterns of behavior and patterns of movement. Like, it's hard to coach that out, right? I mean, think about the whole John Jones, Daniel Cormier thing. Remember when John was like, oh, we see something about you, and, and DC was like, I ah, know, I dipped my head off to the side or whatever. <laughs> still got caught, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, you could try to you'll know, get that out of you, but, it, it, you know, in the heat of battle, do you still kind of make those same uh, movements that, that made you vulnerable the, the first time around? So it's interesting, but then, you know, you look at it from the Usman side, and and, and I think, Leon has hit it spot on, like, man, when you're when you're a champion, you know, that lifestyle, that game kind of can catch up to you, right, where it's like, you're still training hard, of course, but there's so many other things going on in your life, there's so many business interests that are coming to you, you're you're trying to maximize your income while you're on top as a champion, and you're trying to make the most money you can, and, and, and you know, you're, you're worried about things that aren't just being in the gym and getting better, and just preparing, right? And, and at least to this point, you know, Leon is saying, look, I don't care about any of that stuff. All I care about is being in the gym, and I'm not letting the trappings that lifestyle catch up to me. And so, you know, it sounds like he's he's staying dedicated. And, you know, the last part is when you're a dominant champion like Guzman was, and, you know, like maybe Valentina Shevchenko recently, You know, all these contenders, everybody in the division, and we've and we said it with, with Grasso and Shevchenko as well, like, They're all watching your tape. I mean, they have hours and hours of footage on you that they've watched. So even though they're preparing for one opponent, they're making their way up the ranks, if you're on top for a long time, a la an Anderson Silva, a la a George St. Pierre, a la a Demetrius Johnson, people are watching you and they're breaking you down and they're thinking, when I get to that position, when I get up to that number one spot, here's how I'm going to handle that. So they've been preparing for this fight for years, not just one training camp. So I don't know, man. I am so intrigued by this. I watched uh, the countdown last night. And it just—I was already hyped for it, but it got me even more hyped, Kind of remembering all that emotion that Leon Edwards had, you know, speaking to his mom, and I—I uh, I don't know, man. There's just so much about this and Usman's, you know, redemption now at this point. Um, I'm intrigued by this. I'm intrigued by this, and it's—it's. It's, I'm still leaning Kamara Usman in this fight, but I, after what we've just seen. You just absolutely cannot count Leon Edwards out of the fight physically and yeah. certainly not mentally. So I'm I'm pumped for this, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have no reason to think that anything's changed from the overall feel of that last fight. I mean, I think Camaro still has that weakness that he's got to watch out for. I mean, I think Edwards is going to be bringing it. I think he's going to be amped up even more so because of the crowd behind him. There's always something about guys fighting in their home country. They get that extra little boost. <clears throat> but you start getting manhandled up against the, the cage, and that, that boost is going to wear away real quick, right. you know. I mean, but one thing that we did see in that, there was a point where, you know, everybody was counting him out, mm-hmm. you know, but there was something inside of him that didn't quit. And to think that he's going to quit on his home soil is going to be – it's just it's, – there's Definitely no way. Not. There's no way. I mean, he's going to have to go out on his shield, and we didn't see Kamaru be able to do that then. So I don't know what, what's going to change in that, because when it comes to striking, like – he ate the best of what Kamara had thrown at him that point. But I just think overall, if Kamaro if was able to make it that grinding, sort of just wrestle heavy style, it's, it may not be the most, you know, exciting fight. Right. But it's, it's, it's going to work. You might know? hear
0: some booze from the crowd. Yeah, might. You're going to hear a lot of <laughs> booze. We might see
1: some beers flying. Uh, but, uh, yeah, in my stat picks, I went I went with Usman again, but um, you know if if Leon can come out there and make it even more impressive and quick. Uh... I'll be, I'll be super happy for him, you know. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, rest of the card, maybe not as much. Well, but, you're kind uh, of
0: looking forward to the co-main event, though.
1: Well, the co-main event, yeah. I mean, main, the, the, the whole main card. The whole main card. The whole main card's good. I mean, when I start looking down, uh, you know, getting the prelims, there are some guys with great records. It's just not a lot of big names that most people here in the States probably have a lot of familiarity with. Now, are with.
0: you most excited for Chris Duncan, the Scottish lightweight, <laughs> or Chris Leroy Duncan, the English middleweight? Well, Which you know, you I just, I just
1: heard, according to our – uh junky uh, you know thing. I think the guy one of them used to play basketball. I'm I'm gonna guess it's the tall guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Not, not prob- not, not probably the, the middleweight, not the lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean like I mean, two I, Chris Duncans? How funny is that? I w- I was like, there's somebody put the wrong thumb on uh, the the YouTube. I was like, when they just called the guy Chris, and I see they're saying Christian. I was Christian like, Leroy. I was like, no, they can't possibly two Chris Duncans on this card. And uh, yes, they are, but one is Christian and one is Chris. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean, looking down the card, I mean, one. I, anytime Julianne Miller's on the card, like sign me up. Um, and but just. When I look at the the rest of the card, I mean, there's some good fights, but the she main the, 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 the main the main card is is pretty fun. Um, I, I think the, I think the Maya O'Neal fight could probably have been swapped for something else uh, on the prelim. Um, but I, while I think that is a good fight, you know, good for Casey, I just I I, I did lean O'Neal on that one as well. But yep. man, I'm just that's, I don't know. I don't know why that's a on the main heavy card. Fight. Yeah, um, I don't know why it's on the main card?
0: Probably had a lot more meaning. Um, before Alexa Grasso's victory, right? Because you were yes. looking for more, you were looking for like, all more right, contenders. We, we need fresh names. And if yep. Casey O'Neill can beat Jennifer Maya, maybe she's there. But now you've yep. got, you know, you've got Alexa Grasso who's probably going to have to face Valentina Shevchenko again. again. Yep. Said she's more than willing to do it. Um, and then, of course, you got Tyler Santos that is still there in the mix as well. So. Uh, you're right. I think this fight had more meaning until
1: a couple weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's still a meaningful fight. It's number it's still eight versus fight. number 12. So I it's, mean, it's a good fight. It's just, man, uh, when I look at some of these <laughs> other ones down here, um, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. It, it should be interesting. It should be an interesting – it's a good card, but it's a lot of fights. It's a, it's a big night. Yeah, but at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Is it 15? 15. Holy – Come on, you that's see, a lot of fights. Lots
0: to relax. Stand <laughs> down. Fifteen. Well, like ah, well, maybe we'll lose one or two along the way. Uh, but
1: but it's afternoon. Look, I guarantee you people prelims. are praying for some fights to get dropped off on this. That's gonna be a long night.
0: Early prelims start at uh, one p.m. Eastern. Prelims at three p.m. Eastern. Main card at five p.m. Eastern. So, I, dude, I love I Good love these here. Cards. Good yeah. time
1: here. They're not so much.
0: Still late. Still late over in London. All right, but the co-main event, you got to be excited with Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fazeev, um, who I was a little – if I'm being honest with you, I was a little bit surprised to see how big of a favorite Fazeev is. But I guess I do get it, right? I mean, his striking is absolutely on point. The dude is phenomenal to watch. Gaethje, not exactly a, a defensive specialist, right? I mean, like he's just going in there and throwing himself uh, right in the mix, you know, get in the blender. He's going to take two to give one. Um, and so I think that could be problematic for Justin Gaethje because Fazeev is so pinpoint and accurate, but Gaethje's just tough as nails, so this fight to me on paper is going to be exciting. I think Faziv is probably the right pick, but I just don't know how you ever count Justin Gaethje out of a fight, but I was surprised to see is like as high as like minus like 230, so I feel yeah. like a lot of people are kind of Counting Justin gauge I'm a little, I'm a little, am a little torn on this.
1: It has to just be people just taking the initial gut reaction of looking at records, you know, twelve and one versus twenty three and four. But I mean, I, I mean, for anybody to to doubt Gaethje and his toughness, yeah, I mean, it's just ri- ridiculous. But man, uh, Rafael is good. He really is. I mean, this is, I mean, <laughs> this, is, I don't, wanna, I don't want to say this is like this is a don't blink fight because both of these guys style. They while they do have power they're also known for their toughness. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so, I mean, this is just going to be that banger. Same with the next one, Gunnar Nelson and Brian Barbarina. I mean, like, that's a big banger as well. But uh, I think I I think I think leaned Feziev on this one.
0: I get it. And so it's funny, right, like, because I- – I and guess I don't I, know why, I, because torn, I love Gagey. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm torn <laughs> on it, right? Because, like, I, when I, sometimes when I look at lines. because to me, I thought that would be more of like a pick to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I just think with their styles, the way they match up, how insanely exciting it's going to be, yeah. how it's going to be back and forth. As you said, durability, toughness, they're known for it. Um, especially, I just, you know, is just not an easy out. I mean, we've seen him in fight of the years after fight of the years. I mean, he's unbelievable. Um, but I just Faziv is so well-rounded and so just pinpoint accurate. Like I think is going to take a lot of shots, but uh, but I just I can't I can't ever count Justin Gaethje out of anything, dude. Yeah. That
1: dude is unbelievable. He <laughs> he shows up for the ones that you. Not that he never shows up. You always know what you're going to get, but he always shows up bigger in the ones where I think people think that there's a possibility that he's going to look. Everybody always likes to throw out, oh, he's like Homer. You know, he just blindly walks forward. But it's those fights where they think that that's going to show up, that that's the clearest and farthest thing from what actually shows up, you know. I think he likes fights like this because he likes guys that think they have a chin that want to stand in there and actually bang until they actually start throwing. Then he's like... Well, we'll see who really wants yep. to do it, you know. We know where we're going to get for Justin. And Justin, he said all along, you know, he doesn't plan on doing this for that much longer. So I think the fights that we have him left in front of us are going to be absolute bangers because he's he's all in.
0: I was thinking about he's him all in. when you were talking about Jason Knight earlier. I was yeah. thinking about Justin Gaethje, right? Like, not yeah. that Jason Knight is Justin Gaethje, but that kind of run where, like, on the, I was, again, I was watching that countdown last night, and Gaethje in the interview was like, you know, talking about how he knows how exciting he is. He's like, not, it, he got nine bonuses in his first seven fights. Like, that's crazy. A bonus in every fight plus two double bonuses. I mean, that's insane. And so when you talk about a guy like Jason Knight, like, I think about that. Like, okay, even if you're not going to be champion, even though Gaethje got awfully close to being champion, yeah. even if you're not going to be champion, um, at least if you can go out there and just do that, I mean, you'll re- reap the financial reward of it. So I'm, I'm looking really forward to this co-main event. I, I do think Fazeev is probably the right pick, but I just, you'll just never find me, counting Justin Gaethje out of anything because that dude is a
1: savage and don't let him hear that you count of because he'll just make you hear it when he sees you yes he will <laughs> he'll remind you
0: he'll remind you he'll remind you that you doubted him uh and as you said Gunnar Nelson versus Brian Barberina. uh Gunnar man is one of those guys that's just been such a uh, you know we had these high expectations yeah. for him but he just couldn't stay you know, I, you know I don't know if it was mentally or physically um you know just never quite reached those heights but uh he's definitely dangerous man and and yeah. it, I, I feel like this is, you know, if he can get inside on Brian Barberina he can make... Uh, I, I don't think he wants to get into a kickboxing match with Brian Barberina I don't think so. he wants to try to outstrike. Him. I yeah. think that could be a long night for him. But if he gets his fight to the floor, uh, Barberina might be in trouble.
1: He's got to get it on the floor. Man, he looked... It's funny, because I hadn't seen Gunnar in a while, man. He's got the full shaved head and, like, the super-strong, thick mustache, and he just looks like he's Eastern Block Killer, man. I'm just like, dude, you're fucking scary, man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, and Brian's completely opposite. He's coming in there with painted nails from his painted kid. nails and overalls Maybe not this one because uh she won't be over there uh, so i imagine unless he's gonna take the remote order in the you know let, let her pick the color and, he has, the paint and he has to do it himself or yeah. something um but yeah i mean too, such a cool tradition though right i love it man I, I love it and he's always just been like a very like down home i'm gonna wear uh overalls to like the media day Hilarious. kind of thing just you know as Backwoods—he's kind of got this backwoods feel, but he's not backwoods, you know. Um, but yeah, no—that's that's going to be a lot of fun, uh, I think it's going to be a great fight. Gunner the way, Gunnar
0: Nelson, um, a big favorite in that. It looks like minus three seventy-five, and he opened at minus three hundred, and it got even bet down to that. Interesting. So.
1: I would. That's a, that's a nice underdog bet right there. That's
0: crazy. Yeah, Brian Barberini. I'd put some money on like Brian Barberini. He can catch you, man. Yeah. He can put you in war if he can stay on his feet.
1: And he's just tough. Nobody. I mean, he doesn't get finished often. I mean, like he's a tough, dude. I mean, I'd have to look to see, let's look to see when how many times he's actually been. Oh, I can't imagine it's very often, man. Uh, half a half a got him. Yeah. Ear naked choke. Uh, lost knees, punches, lost knees. Okay, well he's taking a few. <laughs> 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 four, four that I could quickly see, uh, knees and punches. Uh, but that's the nature. I mean, like, especially this kind of fight, too. I mean, this is one of those ones where, I mean, uh, Gunnar's going to be trying to get a hold of him, and he's going to try to drag him down. And, and if there's going to be a place to land some knees and, and punches on the ground, I mean he's definitely there. But Brian's strong, man. People have a hard time keeping him down.
0: By the way, two two KOs, two submissions, and five decisions among Brian Barberini's defeat. So he's taking a couple, but it's yeah. not like – He's going out there getting finished all the time. So I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, as you said, the rest of the main card, uh, I, you know, the Jennifer Maya casey O'Neill matchup, again, intriguing, especially because Casey O'Neal has kind of had this next big thing about her, and I think this is where we find out, is she really – because Jennifer Maia, while not necessarily the most flashy fighter on the roster, yeah. uh, is a very, very tough out. And so I think we really do find a lot, is the hype around Casey O'Neill real? Is it deserved? And, and I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not doubting I'm just saying – every every prospect on their way up has to answer those questions right yep. all of a sudden you start getting into the real contenders and we find out was that hype deserved or not so um so from that perspective i think it is a big fight it's just it, it was a bigger fight i think when we felt like we're running out of contenders for valentina Shevchenko so yeah. people can make quick leaps up the up the round. now i think even if she wins this fight she's got a couple more fights while she yeah, waits Yeah cuz this, to this should
1: get her into the top 10 you know she'll get a nice little spot in the top 10 but yeah she's still got couple fights probably out but coming in with that undefeated man that's good that's tough I mean but man Maya Maya's tough she's sort of quiet and and just smiles but she has a way of like kind of picking off fights that you don't uh, don't expect but it's hard to not think that uh that the UFC kind of set her up to be that be that last little spot. Like, are you going to be able to hold on to your position? You know, at the top right. of the you know near the top of the division against uh, an up and comer. But they need, unfortunately, there needs to be some of these gatekeepers um, to the upper levels. And Jennifer's kind of been able to kind of hang on, uh, regardless of what her record looks like. At twenty nine and one, you wouldn't think some to so be in the top ten, but. Um, that should be good. But yeah, I, I don't see why Casey shouldn't go in there and, and have a pretty dominant performance in this one. That would be
0: impressive. And then the main card kicks off with a fight that I really am super interested in yeah, for the time is, it got announced. This is bad.
1: This is a badass fight. Marvin <laughs> Vittori
0: versus Roma Delice is, is a is a great fight. Now, first of all, sign me up for any Marvin Vittori fight, of course. Yeah. I absolutely love the fact that, uh you know, the, we, the well documented, just hot headed Italian like loves to talk trash. Even this one. You know, I was watching a little bit of his interview where he said he's kind of taking this a little bit personal just for the fact that he and Roman had trained together like twice and he got word back because they're represented by the same uh, management company, Dominus MMA, that Roman had no problem taking the fight, that there was no hesitation. He's like, yeah, he signed up right away. And Marvin's like, oh, he did, did he? Like, hey, man, he should have had to sit back and think about that a little bit. So uh, I I love Marvin Vittorian. and I think, you know, sometimes he gets a little bit – catches a little flack I and mean, he's had the losses to Adesanya and I think it rubbed people the wrong way because he was always like you know I won that fight etc etc and people didn't like it but I mean he is a top level contender and a dedicated athlete but Roman Delite man this this rise up to the top to where he is right now I mean just a big athletic creative grappler and that's problematic for anybody he's got that long frame and he's aggressive and I, I really I'm just always so big on fighters that have a great grappling game but are incredibly athletic and incredibly aggressive at applying it. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think Roman Delice does that. And, um, you know, dude, I'm just – I'm pumped up for this fight. And he's got
1: strong hands. I mean, like, somebody's going to sleep in this fight. I mean, like, while both guys are super, super tough, I just have a feeling somebody's sleeping in this one. I do too. Somebody's, somebody's going to sleep. And, man, Roman's got good hands. I mean, I think people, uh, I think people have come to accept – at least I know I've come to accept that Marvin's got good hands and that he's tough, and then he actually can do some damage. But Roman, man, um, he's got power, man. Uh, I think I picked Delizze in this one.
0: I, see, here's another one that I was surprised to see the odds. Marvin Vittori, minus 265 is what I'm looking no at right shit. now. shit. With Delizze at plus 225. And this is a situation where I Dude, feel I'm like – I'm
1: telling you, Bob Rainer and Delizze is a nice little play. I would say if somebody wants to start putting some, like, underdog uh, parlays together. That could pay you real nice. Yeah.
0: I, I, because it does See, this seems to me like the type of line – that, like, Marvin has been at the top of the game for so long that everybody knows who he is. Yep. And I don't think people really – the casual better, the casual fan doesn't know who Dulite is. But when you really strip away – you know what are their names? So rather, if you just let's look at the fighters against each other and hit like Delite yep. is a, a problem. Dude.
1: Yeah, if Marvin discounts uh, Roman and thinks he's not uh, that he shouldn't be there, that's going to be a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good. That's a great fight. That's a great. That's a great fight to get started. That's what's kind of interesting. You're going to go from that, and then you're going to go to the Casey O'Neill Jennifer Maya fight. Awkward, but I mean like. You don't want to. I mean, if you're gonna to have to have them in the, main, in the main card, yeah, you definitely don't want to start the main card off of them. Right. You know, it, granted, everything would get better, but I mean, this should be one hell of a fucking start to the pay-per-view, and then and then you gotta go down a little bit, and then you gotta pick <laughs> back up by the time you get to the last few fights or so. But uh, it's just an interesting choice. I mean. The, like you said, maybe it would make more sense when they're playing the promo package that they had in mind, where she they're going to be setting Casey up to be, like you said, the the one that eventually can take down, you know, Valentina. Right. But uh, yeah, it's just an interesting choice. But yeah, as for what's starting the main the main card, this is a heck of a fight, heck of a fight. Yep.
0: Prelims: Jack Shore versus McQuanter. you are kind of Jack Shore, uh a, a, a massive favorite, understandably so. Obviously, we're all big. Makwan, Amir Amirakani fans, yeah. an interesting character, but Jack Shaw really does look like the real deal. Chris Duncan in his second fight of the night will face Omar Morales <laughs> there. <laughs> of course, he'll, he'll <laughs> earlier he'll face Dusko Todorovic, uh, but no, I'm just kidding. Two different fighters, two different fighters. Uh, Sam Patterson, <laughs> you know, Ashmos. Uh, Mohammed Makaev, that's one you definitely need to pay attention to as well. I know he's had a, a couple little performances where I think people have slowed to say, like, this dude's about to be a champion right now, but uh, the dude really is a phenomenal fighter, phenomenal talent, so If you're not trying to rush them up the charts too fast, uh, I think he's definitely worth watching. He's taken on a newcomer in uh Japhael I haven't
1: listened to the interviews yet, but uh, just going off of the headlines from what I'm seeing from like our guys on the ground, supposedly him and Hadley had a little run- in at the hotel okay uh, over there so uh 'cause uh All I'm right. not sure what it was or whats well, was that there. does
0: not shock me to hear that Jake Hadley was that had a Hadley. little run in with right. yeah, you Jake yeah, yeah. Hadley's
1: a little firecracker so i need to, I need to go and pay attention to that so apparently uh yeah, some shit maybe popped off or almost popped off there at, at the hotel, so yeah some hotheads.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Well, I was going to say the early prelims and, and I will say, I mean to your point, I understand that it, you know, it, it's a it's a lot of fights, but I will say uh Larone Murphy on the early prelims, that dude is is a talent who's been slowed a little bit along the way but uh, still seems to be somebody to keep your eye on. Jake Hadley, I think is a talented fighter to keep your eye on and uh, I was. It was funny because I was gonna say he's always coming in with a little bit of an attitude. Him and Malcolm Gordon. I'm sure will have some fun in there. But nice to hear that they're. Uh, he's already he's having. Already some, chirping <laughs> with some
1: others. <laughs> I love it.
0: I love it. Joanne Wood is on there, of course. Uh, versus Luana Carolina. That could be a fun fight stylistically. That could be a fun one. I know uh, Joanne is excited to get to fight uh, over there in Europe. She had taken some time off, but was excited to get back there and fight on European <laughs> soil as well.
1: Somebody had asked her, and they said. Uh, I think it was Simon Head that was like, uh, you know, uh, am I hearing a little bit of an American accent in there? And she's like, uh, oh, he's like, he's like, so how are things over there? And she's like, rough now that you said that, you know, she's, but That's she did hilarious. say, she's like. You know, I do feel that when people talk to me, they still think that you know they hear they pick up the Scottish accent. I'm like, of course they do. A they, do. they pick up the Scottish like, I was like, accent. I was like, she thinks. I was like, does she think it's gone or something? But I, but obviously it's something that weighs on her mind. So when when Simon brought that up, she was just you could see her. She was like, oh.
0: that's too funny. <laughs> That's too funny. Well, and I'm yeah. sure. I mean, I know that she definitely like started slowing down the way she speaks, the same way that Paul Craig does. I was say she's
1: much more able to understand now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's in louder. the beginning of her
0: career, it was just like what? Yeah. And then, oh, she was so quiet. But like Paul Craig, I I'll never forget we saw him at the airport. We had to like ask him what he said. Like, can you translate this for us? Can you translate your English for us? I forgot about that. That was waiting, oh, has the <laughs> <laughs> There. <That was terrible. laughs> Uh, Jai Herbert versus Ludovic Klein. That could be a fun be fight as well. I think that'll be a really early uh, fun fight. And then, of course, Juliana Miller versus Veronica Hardy now. She's still listed on uh, USC.com as Veronica Macedo, but I have seen in some of the official documents, uh, I believe she did officially get her name changed to her marriage to Dan Hardy. Who, uh, By the way, Dan Hardy, uh, nice big deal for him and his career. He's now the uh, PFL Europe director of fighter operations. Oh, so,
1: I didn't uh, see that. Yeah,
0: had a chance to talk to Pete Murray. From PFL yesterday, and he was uh, really excited about the addition of of Dan Hardy. And so Dan is still going to do analyst work for the global roster, but in terms of PFL Europe, he's going to be over there to kind of handle fighter operations, also to help them scout potential upcoming talent for them to sign um, and kind of be in charge of the operations there. And it was pretty interesting because Pete said that's, you know, they've got plans for six different regional leagues including uh you know they're looking at south america they're looking at uh, i know they think the middle east will probably be the next one that happens as well and they kind of want to replicate that with uh, you know kind of local heads of state so to speak over there you know talent that uh names that people know and and you know and that have like their their finger really on the pulse of the market so uh shout out to dan hardy for that uh New career direction yeah, for, for him, and uh, and his his wife is fighting. Yeah, he's,
1: he's fighting this week. He's, he's he's got things going on. Busy man. He's good got job, a lot Dan going Hardy. on. Good job, Dan Hardy. Good job, good job. But yeah, that's definitely the 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 fight of the night to watch right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and I love Juliana Miller. I mean, like, I wonder they should have had her at media day just so she could come in and be like, "Welcome to the stage, She's Juliana so Miller." She's so great. Is such a fun person she's out she's outrageous she I love it tough. so yeah, I mean it's it top to bottom yeah you know as much as I tease it is a crazy long uh event poor guys over there and poor me sitting here uh, remotely stuck to watch it um oh it's the toughest job ever you gotta sit there I <laughs> know <laughs> but then they're gonna I'm like can I just have it off to watch like why do I gotta be Assigned uh-huh. to it. You got a video guy over there, you know. But no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, no. I'm. This should be. This should be a fun one. But yeah, I mean, it's a good. It's a good. Good night of fights for sure.
0: When do you travel again? Uh, not till Miami. Miami. Yes, Miami. We'll both be out in Miami for that. So the road show will be on the road on the in the road. Miami.
1: Road, yeah. And Oscar will be there, so I'm sure we maybe we can uh, see a little, a little hot, of hot tea. Hot tea.
0: I love it. I yeah. love it. that's UFC 287. Yeah, man, I will say uh yeah, obviously you've been busting my balls about not covering the UFC, but yeah, there's been so many 4 in- there's <laughs> been so many foreign pay-per-views to start the year, man. It's it's been uh it's been crazy. They've man. been chomping
1: in the bit. It's funny. I don't know if we've talked about cuz I even know even within like our staff like others are like so over the Apex shows where I'm just like I don't mind the Apex shows. I love shows. the Apex shows. I'm like, I literally, now, I'm like, like it's five minutes for me. I mean, I but you know me, I hate driving. So the fact that I can drive five minutes, but what always gets me they're like, oh man, I just wish they weren't at the Apex. I'm like, why? You don't have to work it. You're not there. Like, that, what's the big deal? You? Like, oh, you, you, like, you have to see a crowd behind, like, going crazy for you to enjoy the fights. Like, the fighters are still going out there and crushing it. It's one thing if they're like, and oh, there's I a just lot of fighters that say they actually prefer they fighting prefer at the it.
0: apex because they they don't get quite as nervous. They yeah. can hear their coaches.
1: I mean, I, I get it. If if, 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 I, if I mean, we, I do love but but a, a big pay per view
0: card. I love a big pay per view yeah. card. Seventeen thousand sold out. Like the electricity.
1: I mean, I'm telling you, when I'm in in the bowels in the back, we really feel that electricity. Really there, makes you know. It really makes a big difference, you know. When I hear, when I think I hear the stomping of the the the, the seats, I'm like, is is that stomping or is that just somebody pushing a food cart back to the kitchen? You know, uh, uh, that's
0: always funny when you hear the rolling food cart.
1: <laughs> Every oh, it's so funny, but yeah, whatever. But it, it kills me everybody's like, I'm so glad. But granted, Dana's been chomping at the bit. UFC's been chomping at the bit. The fighters been chomping at the bit to uh, have these things go. Elsewhere but yeah I mean it's, it's kind of crazy Because I feel like they're doing more internet. They've done more international than actually domestic shows Elsewhere we're starting to get more of that And in- this year we're actually getting to see more I mean heck, here we go we got what San Antonio coming I got Miami coming up Kansas yep. City's Coming up um, But again I don't mind the Apex shows I don't the Apex either. But you know Sorry for that unpopular just, opinion. But yeah, I know. It's
0: super convenient. I'm like,
1: eh. I mean, Maybe just because people want to work the events. They want to have the possibilities of going to the event. But I'm eh, like, bro, I ain't do. trying to go. Go to all of them.
0: <laughs> so true. So true. Well, we'll be on the road in Miami. In the meantime, uh, yeah. I'll, so, USC 286 this weekend. If you happen to be in the Canadian market and you want to stop by in Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada, check Moncton. us out. Moncton. Moncton Coliseum for Fight League Atlantic. I'll we'll be calling that. And – uh being Colombian, the week after that, and then back to CFFC. Finally, cheer. we had a we had a long layoff, but it's time to get the CFFC schedule started. You're just
1: scheduling a UFC once a month or something like there. Domestic pay per views, baby. <laughs> Domestic pay per views. Oh, good lord. That's
0: all. That's all I need. All right. Uh, listen, that's coming up. Uh, listen, uh, if you could take time, if you, if you like what you're do to rate and review, uh, we really appreciate it. D- definitely don't review last week's episode, but please know <laughs> that I thought I was going to die, and I, and I still tried to do my best uh, to put a show together. I still got that little lingering cough. I have to bring some cough drops with me. You didn't try
1: it. We put it together. A show happened.
0: A show happened. It was not eight the longest. Eight years
1: show. Eight years, folks. Eight, eight
0: years. Eight years without fail. Never a miss along the way.
1: I don't like saying the N-word. Eight years, not ever. Not ever? Not ever. Okay. I always I I, I used to cause I never got myself say never. I got myself in trouble in like high school, and I was I was like, I was like, I was like brash, I was like, they won't ever catch me, they'll never catch me, I'm so good. And then I got Expelled from school and well, then I got arrested, I think like the same year or something. So I was well, like This seems like a story that needs dude, to be told. Never never I, I won't never. ever say that story. Oh really? I won't, I won't. Oh. <laughs> it's it's multiple the stories. But yeah, whatever. But uh you were talking about Patreon. <laughs> I want to make sure we get back <laughs> as Smooth I just transition. definitely, yeah, definitely yeah. sidestep. Uh wanna say a big shout out to Zach Kaufman Magaha. Zach Kaufman Magaha? M-A-G-A-H A. Maha. May I will say Short coffin Maha. Shortman for uh short for Zach Coffin. My gosh. My, yes, but welcome Zach. Uh Zach jumped on for the yearly. So Very he signed nice. on. He's stuck with us for a year. Thanks, Zach. Welcome, welcome to the family. <laughs> year number nine. <laughs> you're not getting rid of us. Yeah, year nine, you're on for the ride, brother. Well, let's do it. Uh but yeah, um but it's, it's such a great little community. Everybody hopped on there and was telling like Jillian... Speedy recover, feel better, blah blah blah.
0: I felt like trash, man. I actually, I actually. You sounded was, like death, dude. I felt like trash, and it was the the, the coughing was annoying. I just couldn't. St- I, I mean, even now, obviously, you hear when I laugh, I cough, but like I could not stop long enough to get sentences out. Like, I, like I didn't even tell you this, but like even in that like 25 minutes or whatever it was, yeah. there's like four edits in there where I had to stop. Oh, and, and like one of them, I I was so bad, like I couldn't even piece it together, so I put a little beep in there. But there were like three other ones where I just. St- like i just cut it yeah and just made it seem like it was seamless because i was like look I-, I was like it'll be a heavy edit but like i'll get through it but then i just couldn't stop and yeah. i was like well this is dumb i'm like i can't get on but it was so bad that like i reached out to uh to bell tour pr i was like dude i don't know if i'm gonna be there today like just fyi wow. if i don't and I-, I was in san jose in my hotel room and i was like i might not be at media day today so i just want to give you a heads up and uh it, it was funny uh, i was staying in the host hotel so uh, I shout out I, – I mentioned it, but I'll shout them out again. Danny Brenner and CJ Tuttle. Danny was like, uh, I'll get you some cough drops, bro. And sure enough, about 10 minutes later, uh, I get a knock at my door, and I, and I open up the door, and there's like a bag of cough drops down on the ground. I look at, in, down the hall, and like CJ is like – he's like running away. Like, I don't want to be near you. Like, I don't want to be anywhere near you. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. But, yeah, they delivered some cough drops <laughs> to me. And I was like, dude, if they're going to do this, I'm like – That's awesome. As bad as I feel right now, like, I'm going to make the effort. It ended up being a good media day. and um a, a fun event overall, man. Like uh, San Jose crowd, they all show up. So
1: that's hilarious. I would have loved to seen CJ running down the hallway.
0: It was it was with like it's like like the hands <laughs> away, like stay away from me, dude, stay away from me. So it was pretty <laughs> funny. Shout out to those
1: guys. That's hilarious. All right,
0: well, I'm off to soccer practice with the, with the boy, and then uh, oh, by the way, man, I do a uh, quick shout out. Uh, yesterday, for kind of my birthday celebration, uh, I finally went to Area 15 and Omega oh, yeah, Mart, yeah, yeah. and I just want to say, man, if anybody that lives here in Vegas. Uh, is thinking about doing it and hasn't, like, go do it. And if you're visiting and you can carve out a day, because yeah. you could easily spend yeah. a whole day there. It's, and not, it it's not the
1: cheapest. It's not the it's cheapest. It's not cheapest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to cost you some money. That's why I even put, like, I, I did an Instagram post. I'm like, if time and budget yeah. allow, because uh, it's not the cheapest. But, uh, How long were you guys there? Super cool. We probably did, like, three uh, three and a half hours or so. Did you so? try to do the
1: side story then?
0: We did the full side story. We, we
1: did. I was the- going to say, because you you can easily spend, because it's funny, because Esther was posting about it the other day. Yep. You could easily spend two hours there just not even doing the little side story, yep. just looking at everything. Right. Just taking the time to actually enjoy it, immerse yourself in a little yep. bit. But if you're actually trying to do the little side investigative story, Easily doubles your time, and, there and if
0: you can do that, I I, I think it's worth Did it. it's fun it? Cause it's Yeah, we finished it. That's it. Awesome. We finished. So it's only it's uh it's called the uh, Omega Pass, I think, and you gotta yeah. pay. It's like it's three dollars extra, which you've already paid. Yeah. Like so, when you pay bucks. to get
1: in there. You can walk in, and immediately you could start doing it, but you'll see a line off to the side that's walking to a cash register. Yep. That cash register is where people are, are lining up to get the pass. Yep. We made the mistake of getting that line, walking all the way up there, and they're like, well, the pass is this. And I was like, oh, do we need it to go through that? Like, oh, no, no, no. I was like, oh, so we just waited in that line for no reason at all. That's funny. So once you're actually inside, you made it past security, and you're inside with the rows of, like, uh, fake food and all that other stuff, you're in this. You're in the experience. You can start walking through and doing whatever. but. But if you want to immerse yourself, you go in get in that line and you get this little card and there's different areas where you could scan it yep. and you get other little bits of info. But it's just a whole cool little side story. And
0: for and for me to have a kid that's 10, about to turn eleven in two age. months, like perfect age.
1: Did, he loved it. Were the staff were they were they playing up to Eli? Yeah. Oh yeah. So like what I'll notice, it's great for kids, but like when we took uh we went there with uh fiasco's kid, the staff part of their direction is to involve the kids right. as well so like they didn't give two shits to us adults walking around but then i'd see like the kid there and they make a beeline and they're in character and they have all this fun and it's it's so cool to see be a, a, an attraction where it's about partially to make sure that the kids are involved yep. because then they get their own little experience that's even outside of what the adult 100%. gets you know so it's super super cool it, i think it was Roughly 40, 50 bucks. Yeah, it's, something about, like, it's that.
0: like five dollars cheaper for locals, and then kids are even five dollars less than yeah. that. But it's still like forty bucks and forty-five yeah. or whatever. And that's just one part of Area right. Fifteen. There's a, a, a great ice cream shop massive, that's right inside
1: man. there. There's like all kinds of other little shopping and stuff like so. Right outside the Mega Mart, there's like a little uh, ice cream place that we had, and it was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, there's all kinds of cool little other stuff. There's axe throwing in yep. there. There's a golf uh,
0: simulator now. Yeah. There's a bunch of like VR things yeah. or whatever, and I mean that's cool. Just, uh, it was. We had a, a really good time, and and my son had a blast. And I was kind of. That's what I wanted to do to celebrate my birthday. I knew today that we'd be doing the podcast, so even though today's my actual birthday. Yeah. I knew we'd have the podcast and stuff. So I was like, "Hey, my kids on spring break right now, so it's oh, like the perfect cool. time for us to go do it."
1: Yeah, Area 15 is cool. It doesn't cost anything to get into Area 15 itself. Right, I you just, still have to have a pay ticket. For the...
0: I, I think you have to pay maybe like minimal. Like I think you do have to have a ticket just to get in.
1: You have to have a ticket to something inside of it, or I, I think I'd so. Have to look Can, to I see. can't
0: remember how that works exactly. Yeah. But Omega Mart, you definitely obviously got yeah, to pay yeah, like yeah. fifty bucks, but, but but it's so worth once it. Once you pay it, if you pay it and you go in, like you'll understand. Like oh, my fifty dollars was very well spent yeah. here. You know, it, it's I,
1: a, it's a trip, it's a mind, it's mind, and it's normally that uh, that uh, meow art gallery or whatever, which yeah. is what the Omega uh, Mart. Installations from, a lot of times they actually will rotate the installation to something different. This is done so well and it's so popular that it's become like a, a full time really feature. Cool. Like it's just there. Something really, really cool. It's so badass. It's so it's so unique. I just it's, want to give a shout out because it's
0: been around for two years and I yeah. never went and I finally did and I had an absolute blast. And uh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, I don't even know what it is. What should I go? It was fun.
1: Especially for something different, you know. Like, people yeah. are looking for something different to do in Vegas that's not a casino, that's not gambling, and it's not, say, if they don't want to walk down to Fremont again, yep. Yep. or you don't want to go to the Arts District or something like that. It's a nice thing that you can literally spend half a day in there. Oh, and-
0: dude, I had a – so we, we did actually, while we after we completed the story, I did want to go check out the bar, even though I was my kid. I was only yeah. have one drink. So I went to the bar. And like they serve the drink in like a squishy glass, which is, it that's looks awesome. like a, it looks like it's crystal. But did it's you not. find it on
1: your own or did somebody have to direct no, you? No, no, we found it on our own. Yeah, like, cool.
0: so, it's got like a squishy uh, glass, which is funny. But it also had like a little uh, a flower on top of it. And he was like, he was like, take a drink and then eat the flower, and it'll make your mouth go numb. And he was like, like I was like, what? I was like, yeah. And it did. So you eat the flower, and it like makes your mouth go numb. And then that's you're awesome. drinking it. And it's like ice crystals in your mouth. Like it's the weirdest feeling. I'm like, it's basically like you know, take a little bump here and then drink it. Yeah. But I was like, all right, that's awesome. So it was fun. Anyway, I just wanted to give that place a shout out. Uh, not like the you know they were sponsoring the show, but I just thought it was cool. They could sponsor the I mean, show I, I think if they, they really wanted to. Area 15 I mean, we're, we're yeah. artists, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like to, anyway,
1: Omega Mart, come to Omega Mart.
0: This is They're- what you could be getting. <laughs> This high-level sport. Uh, so shout out to that. Maybe maybe we'll see some people go out there for International Fight Week or whatever when everybody's back in town. Uh, in the meantime, hopefully my cough will get better. Uh, the return of and a half. Sorry to everybody. Uh, appreciate your support over at Patreon and understanding. That's the first ever and a half I missed. Almost missed the regular show, uh, but but got it done. But I felt like trash. I feel better. Hopefully my cough stops. Uh, Fight League Atlantic this weekend. USA 286. See you next week for everybody else. In the meantime, thanks for listening.